Grace be to you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. God's word that I'd especially like to point your attention to is the gospel lesson we just read before, which I just want to repeat this verse, where Jesus says, Whoever has ears, ears to hear, let him hear. This is the gospel of our Lord. In the name of Christ Jesus, fellow rejoicers in what our God has accomplished for us. You know, there's a story of a man who um, had a dream. As the story goes, he, was, he dreamt that he was shopping. And as he was going around from store to door, he went into this one store, and he noticed that God was the clerk. And so he came up to God and asked God, what do you sell here? And God replied, everything your heart desires. And the man responded and said, well, I want peace of mind, love, happiness, wisdom, freedom from fear, not just for myself, but for the whole world. God responded and said, we don't sell fruits here. We only sell seeds. You know, that story really is illustrating exactly the same thing that, well, really all of our lessons are pointing out this morning, especially the first and the, and the gospel. That's exactly how God works in this world, isn't it? It's through his seed. And there is only one place where we can find that seed. And that is by going to God's word. Because God's word is that seed. No matter where else you turn in this world, there isn't any answer to sin and death. There isn't any hope or any confidence because it all depends on what our God has done. Because it's only the Bible that tells that good news. And that is the seed, isn't it? That seed is Jesus, or like John himself said, the Word, the Word that dwelt among us, that Word who went to the cross, that Word who then, that seed who now has been planted and then rose, and because he lives, that is the seed. And it is only that seed that empowers. That seed enables us to live to him. And Jesus illustrates that with the fourfold soil story part, doesn't he? And really, you know, that, and that's really interesting to think, that especially, you know, this gospel or and this parable is so fitting for today. You know, I know you guys are a little bit more removed from, from a lot of the action that's going on in the bigger cities. Where we live, it's we only about 45 minutes away from where the was, but we still are protected. I mean, or not afraid of the riots, but like in Minneapolis, it's still a terrible unrest. And most of the big cities, even a Hodunk city like Milwaukee, has got a, a problem and has riots. Yeah, there is a terrible unrest, isn't there? And that's exactly what Jesus illustrates, isn't it, in that first soil. 
You know, the word is there. Well, yeah, and maybe it's probably true, and I guess, well, and I know it's true, that we as Christians really have been quite complacent about sharing that word and scattering that word where it should be. And I guess the case can probably be made that there are a number of those writers and anarchists that are doing this, these terrible things in these cities have never had the opportunity to hear the word of God. But that's not always the case either. And what has happened? And that also is part of what's going on in our society today, isn't it? You know, those anarchists, those people that are doing those writing, they believe that there is no right and wrong. That they can absolutely do anything they want. And they don't care what they destroy or whatever in the name of justice. In the name of justice, they burn down businesses and ruin people's lives. In the name of justice, they kill others. <laughs> that, not much justice, is it? Certainly, but you see, there's no word. And they don't know. And so the devil has been very successful in our society today. And then added to that, there's another soil, another spot where the seed also goes. And this one comes a little bit more closer to home. Maybe in a way, and man, it's possible that for some time in your life, it was in your case too. You know, the word that's sown on that shallow ground. Man, it springs up and it's full of joy and it's ready to go and go. But then, now what happens? Some trouble and trial come along? I remember, you know, a number of newscasters in the, at the time when this pandemic broke out expressed, what in the world is God doing? How in the world can, if there's a merciful God, if there's a God at all, how can he allow something like this going on? Good grief. That's God? But the problem is, also, again, because the seed has been ignored and misinterpreted, they're not aware of the fact that God is not the source of this pandemic. Oh yeah, God is allowing it. But that was not God's plan. And there too, you know, what has happened to our society today? We have totally lost this, that sight of what God's plan really is. Because Genesis is ignored. And in some Christian churches, it's even totally disbelieved. Okay, what does that do then to the situation of the world? And there, this is vitally important, isn't it? You know, if you believe evolution, what that would mean is then, well, okay, before man and Eve, or man, before mankind even became to exist, there is all kinds of death and corruption, like the dinosaurs are gone and all those other things that had to have been destroyed and all that, you know, all these things that have happened in this earth. And what does that do to what God says, how this evil and death came into the world? 
if death was before Adam and Eve, that doesn't go with God's plan, does it? And it's not that when we ignore Genesis, that is totally ignored. You see, because God's plan is revealed in Genesis, isn't it? His plan was for mankind to live in perfect harmony with him forever in the Garden of Eden. And that's exactly what God wanted. But it wasn't God who decided not to. He didn't renege on his promise. Adam and Eve did, didn't they? Eve deceived, but Adam ate and chose to eat. And what God said, the day you eat of it, you shall die. And that's exactly what's happening in the world today, isn't it? Yeah, so, but still, there's a lot of people in this world. Oh, man, how terrible God is. How can you believe in God? Look at what he does. Look at what he allows. That isn't God. That's man in his own sinful pride, isn't it? And this is the stuff we've brought on this world. And if you don't dig into God's word... The only source of an answer to what's happening in this world, you're never going to find it, are you? Blaming God is not an answer. That's the loss of faith, as Jesus points out. And the same thing then with the next soil. That, too, is one where now this is really a big temptation for even a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of Christians. Oh, the worry of what's going on, the crazy market. Can't get any decent price for the crops. Good grief, this is just horrible. How in the world can we continue? There isn't any way. And in the process too, being so worried about this life and the things and riches and wealth like Jesus points out, that faith can be lost. What a tragedy that is, isn't it? But now, does that mean the seed is ineffective? No. But then yet, by God's grace, look what Jesus points out. Yeah, that seed in the good soil. And the fact that you're here in God's house this morning is an indication that that is a good thing that God is working in your hearts. And how important it is to gather together with fellow believers in and around that seed of the word. But how important it is also to use that seed and apply that seed in our everyday lives. And you know what, and how important that is too, to, to really truly, because that's the only way we can stand against all those temptations. Because the worries of this world and all of the problems and troubles that are going on and all the chaos and all the, and the situation, oh man! We can trust him. And I think that that second lesson, the one from Acts, I think God had that one recorded especially for us. And maybe even just at this time. Although I think this is true of the Christian church throughout the ages. You think this, you know, this, you know, put this in, in the historical context in Acts there. The Apostle Paul was in what today is the country of Turkey, was 
on his missionary journey and was going to go and then go further into and go a little north and east in, in that section of the world. But God came to him and said no and gave him that vision of the Macedonian that pleaded with him, come and help us. And so Paul concluded that God wanted him to go in, over into, the, into Europe, into, into what you know, today is Macedonia and Greece. Bring that gospel to another continent. And, he could, and you know, it would be real easy to think, you know, after all, Paul was doing God's work. And when you think of all of the stories of Acts anyway, remember though, what was Paul's call when God, when God called him to be his apostle? I must show him how much he must have, how much he has to suffer for my name. It's quite a job description, isn't it? And you know, when you think of what, what our God has done. Okay, now Paul would think, well, you know, now if I'm going to go over to Greece, everything is going to go a little easier. Hmm. But it doesn't. Or first Macedonia gets there, and well, there were just there weren't even enough Jews in 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 Philippi so that that they could have a synagogue. So he just went to the river. This is where the in 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 that day, this is where the and actually the Jews in when they're in communities where there aren't enough of them, that's exactly where they still gather. They'll go to a park that's usually along the river in the city on the Sabbath, and so that's what he does. And there were the few ladies there. And, Lydia was one of them. And God blessed that. Small beginning, wasn't it? He was in Philippi working, and then when he healed that slave, that servant girl of the, of the masters that were using her because she was a fortune teller, that's how the devil was using her. And then when that was ended, they got mad and, you know, and then had him whipped and thrown in prison or in jail. But the jailer at Philippi. And then by this time now, the Jews that were opposing him in, in what was in a, what was Turkey, that they started they came over too. They had heard where Paul had gone, and now were there rising up people against Paul. And so Paul had to leave. He went on, you know, Thessalonica. God blessed the message there again. But again, those same enemies of Paul came and stirred up more. Again, he had to leave. Went to Berea. It was a little better. There he got, was there for a little bit for at least, but then, and also the synagogue people, you know, they looked at what he said and they studied the scriptures to see if what he was saying was the truth. And they, by God's grace, saw, yeah, this is the seed of God. This is his word. And that's what he's doing is proclaiming. Yes. But then again, he had to leave. Goes to Athens and there's, you know, he does get the opportunity to speak there and, and there is a certain amount of success, but the Apostle Paul then went on to Corinth. And there, as you know, as it points out then in our reading, that, that this was really blessed. But what happens? So many people come to hear Paul and, and learn about Jesus, they get jealous and angry and drive, drive Paul out of the synagogue. Yeah, he just goes across the street or, the, or next door, you know, the, the, the house that they get to use as their church. And maybe Paul was just thinking about, you know, I wonder if this is worth it. 
Should I keep on here or should I go someplace else? But look at that beautiful promise that God gave Paul. Hey, don't run away. I'm with you. Keep going. And that's not an accident that God had that recorded in his word. Because that's there for you and me too. Yeah, it's real easy to get discouraged. And maybe at times we feel, boy, it would be nice if God would talk to us at night. But he talks to us even in a clearer way. He's talking to us in his word, in his seed. And it's in that seed that he keeps coming to us. And as we keep doing like what that seed wants us to do, keep digging in his word and growing in that faith, that's exactly how what God is assuring us. We do not have to fear we can trust him. God is still in control. And in a world like ours today, that really is an important comfort for ourselves, but it is also a tremendous message that we can share. Yeah, like that guy said when he walked into God's store, he wanted peace of mind. That's what God's given us, hasn't he? Look at that peace of mind that God's word has sown in our hearts. To know our sins are gone. We were just assured of it just before. Again, Jesus has died for us. He's won the victory. And that love that we've experienced from God. And that happiness that only he can work in our hearts. And even with tears in our eyes, we can still have that joy of the Lord, can't we? Because we know our God is with us and with his strength. And that also then gives us that freedom of fear and that wisdom now to know how we want to live to him. What an awesome opportunity God continues to give us. And what a joy it is to be able to gather around his word. You see, that's just how God works, isn't it? Yeah, I love that, you know, that Old Testament lesson is really a neat one, isn't it? When you think of that, you know, that description of the result of, of that word and, 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 what, and what happens when he says, yes, and then you will go out with joy and in peace you will be carried along. The mountains and the hills will break out in shouts of joy before you and all the trees of the field will clap their hands. Instead of thorns, a fir tree will grow up. Instead of briars, a myrtle tree will grow up. Look, oh man, there's still a lot of weeds. There's still a lot of problems. What? I think God is mistaken. But not really. Not when you look with the eyes of faith. And that's what's something so important to remember, isn't it? Because there isn't anything, that, anything bad that happens to a child of God. Bad in the sense of where God isn't with us. Oh yeah, we've got all kinds of problems and troubles and health and all the things we, we do. I know a lot of times when people, when they ask me when I get to see them, and they ask, well, how are you doing? And I, and I said, well, for an endangered, an endangered species, I'm doing really great. You know, when you listen to the news, it sounds like, gosh, I should be a goner a long time ago, <laughs> at least a couple weeks ago. <laughs> but you see how God works? 
He's always here, and that's something we can always trust. And even in the process of when it doesn't look like the myrtle trees are, and, or the, the, the thorns are growing into a fir tree, but that's exactly what has happened by faith. That miracle has taken place. Oh, maybe you think, oh, that's just Pollyanna. That's just the pie-in-the-sky stuff. But no, it is the truth, and it is the life. And it is that seed that through which the Holy Spirit works faith. Yes, seeds are sown here, aren't they? And sold here. And it's because of that seed that we now have can grow in faith. And it's also because of that seed that we sow in love. Like we just sang, I love that verse, verse 4. Though some be snatched and some be scorched and some be choked and matted flat, the sower sows, his heart cries out, oh, what of that and what of that? You know, we need to keep our focus, don't we? Preach the word. Continue to remain in that seed. Because this is the way God works. Amen. And the peace of God which surpasses understanding shall keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. We confess our Christian faith with the words of the Apostles' Creed. Please stand.